Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday! I'm here to make sure, as always, that you're getting off to a great start of this week, if you haven't already. If you are new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow by pressing the plus button, the follow button, whatever that looks like in your player. And that way you won't miss out on any of my future episodes. And if you want more of mindset and performance tips, the best thing you can do is to sign up to our email community. All you need to do so is go to mindic.eu slash weeklyhacks. This way, you'll be the first one to find out about new promotions, new learning materials. And I do have something super, super exciting that's coming up by the end of this year. And if you're part of our email community, you'll be the very first person to find out about this. So go to mindic.eu slash weekly hacks. And the link to that is also available in the show notes. So today I'm going to talk about three keys to progress quickly as an equestrian but really those are three keys to progress quickly in anything you're doing in life and this is inspired by a person who's really really dear to me who has progressed quicker than anyone I've ever seen before her name is Lauren and she is just turned 14 years old and I met her about eight months ago I was out riding with one of my horses and uh, this girl on her bike came up to me and said, uh, she asked me if she could pet the horse uh, and, and she told me that she really wanted to do some horse riding, but it was too expensive. And and I offered her, look, I'm, I'm living here in the neighborhood. If you want to, you can come and help me out with the horses and you can do a little bit of riding. So said and done, she started showing up at my place a couple of times per week, helping out and, and she got to ride a little bit on my, my older Mary Celeste. So the first time, she she was out on Celeste. We 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 went for a little hike to the forest, and and of course, like it started off with me leading her. She had been sitting on a pony a couple of times, but it really wasn't much. So I was leading her, and she was walking, and she trotted a little bit, and then she said, "Can I canter?" And you know, looking at this girl who could hardly keep her balance up on the horse, I was like. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea today. Um, but but she insisted and she said, no, I really worried about a canter. I was like, yeah, well, I can't run next to the horse and canter. So in that case, you're going to have to ride by yourself. And, you know, me thinking, looking at that mare and she's, she's the calmest, calmest horse in the, on earth. I was like, there's no way she's going to get her into canter. So I loosened the, the, the lead rope and I said, yeah, sure, go for it. Said and done, she walks a few meters down the path, she turns around, direction home, and of course she gets the horse to canter. Slowly enough, like just a couple of couple of canter strides, but she does get the horse to canter. Um, she's comes in, coming up to me, and and the first thing she asks, can I go again? <laughs> so, so of course, said and done, she's she's adjusting her jogging pants that she was wearing, her Nike shoes that was almost slipping through the tree through the stirrups, and uh, off she goes again, and. Things has progressed. She 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 kept on showing up uh, at my place. Um, she kept on coming out with me, and and it, it ended up with us both going out. So I was hacking out with the younger horses. She was with me on the on the on my older mare, and you know we went from walking to trotting to cantering all around the forest, and no problem. And you know every so often my horse she's 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 calm, but she's a sport horse, and and she's quite quick in her movements let's say in her reaction so every so often she she fell off but but she just got back on again no problem and um 
you, she really had that drive to just, she wanted to do and she wanted to learn. And the moment that she couldn't figure anything out, she asked me and she said, how can I do this? I can't steer her, I can't do this. And she would just ask me how, how she could do it. So a couple of months down the line, she, she asked if she could jump because of course she see me jumping. And again, I was thinking there's no way she's going to be able to get this horse to jump. This mare, she's quite spooky and she all tends to stop unless you put a lot of pressure on her in the, in the jumping. But so again, I was thinking, there's no way she's going to get this horse to jump. But of course, yeah, go for it. <laughs> go for it. And and so, yeah, said and done. She jumped a couple of logs. She jumped a couple of barrels, even blue barrels, which this horse is usually super scared of. She just went over it. And, and this way it went on. Lauren asked if she could go to the sea. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I don't really have time. I have a lot of competitions, a lot of stuff. Um, she asked again, can, I, can we go to the sea? When are we going to go to the sea? And I just kept on making up excuses. And she just kept on asking. And, you know, a couple of weeks down the line, what do you think is going to happen? We're going to the sea. Again, she, she falls off like two times. The, the horse is quite, uh, you know, she knows how what it is like to be at the sea. She just takes off full canter. She can't stop her. And then she makes a slight stop. And of course, the girl lands in the sand. Again, there were there were a couple of tears, but she's getting back up and, and she ends up cantering with the horse on the sea because she had decided she wanted to canter with the horse on the sea. A couple of weeks later, she sees me going to competitions. Of course, she asks if she can start going to competitions. And I explains that, yeah, but you really need to know this and that to be able to go to competitions. But she keeps on asking until you can't do anything else and just say, okay, look, let's create the plan. There's a competition here and there. What can we do to, to build up towards this? In that case, you have to train. Okay, but when can we train? And she just comes back and she asks and asks and asks and asks until she get it done. So we ended up doing some some cross-country trainings. I took her with me. We started some small logs on the ground. and But then just built from there. Because again, she keeps on asking, can I do that? Can I do that? Can I do that? And my response is always, yeah, I'm not sure you're going to get the horse to do that. But sure, go for it. And it works out. And um, so she, she's done everything from, as I said, been cantering at the, she's been, been training cross country with me. She's been training show jumping with me. She's even taken my six year old horse, um, Queenie, which I'm, I'm riding show jumping with, which I discarded as an event horse because I didn't think she was brave enough. This girl is, is, was at the time 13 years old, takes Queenie out for a cross country course and, and, and sure enough, popped around some logs. I, I put up a reel on this actually on my Instagram because I thought it was so incredible. Jumping up, jumping down, doing all those kind of stuff jumping jumping trachianers with this horse and and uh, yeah it's just incredible to see them them busy she's quite small as well and this horse is obviously huge so this is a really really long way of saying that this this girl has made huge amounts of progress in the last eight months this uh, this last weekend she was out on her second cross-country competition with my with my mare she finished a cross-country course for about more than 20 fences and yeah, she has a couple of refusals, but she managed to get this mare around, which is, which is, um, yeah, <laughs> it used to be a challenge for me in the time uh, to get this horse around, around cross country courses. So, so yeah, it's, it's just incredible the, the amount of progress she's made in just eight months of time from coming from almost never having been ridden to being out and riding cross country competitions. So this has obviously really caught my interest and I really started studying her and reflecting over what she does how she thinks and what it is that she does that helps her progress so quickly because let's be honest we all want to be progressing quickly and seeing someone like her go from not riding to being out riding cross-country competitions in a matter of eight months I, I it just really really intrigued me um so I've done a lot of reflections on this and 
what I want to talk about in this episode are my conclusions. And I've, I've formulated this into three keys that I believe is the answer as to why she's progressing so quickly. And obviously those are things that you can replicate and also start progressing quickly. So here's the first key that I want to share with you guys today. The first thing, and this is probably one thing that I believe I should start doing way more. It's the fact that she dares to ask and she never takes no for an answer. So she asked me if she could come and help with the horses. She asked me if, if, if she could start riding. She asked me if she could canter. She asked me if she, we could go jumping. She asked me if we could go to the sea. And she asked me if she, we can, if she could go to competitions. She asked again and again and again and again until she got a yes as an answer. I never offered her anything. She asked and she kept on insisting until I said yes. I feel like so often, and including myself, we go through life and we're hoping to be offered things. And I believe that we're missing out on so much in life just because we're simply not asking for it. I have this actually, and this brings to mind right now, my my brother-in-law, he's, he's always, he always says he's always asking for a discount. Wherever he goes, he asks for discounts. 90% of the times he gets a discount just because he asks for it. And, and, and so often we're just sitting around and we're hoping to be offered things. We're hoping to get all those amazing opportunities. And we're thinking that, oh, we're, we're sending those like signals and this person should understand that this is what we want to be doing. Well, really, that is just, you know, <laughs> expecting that that person is going to jump into a mine and understand what it is we want. Well, actually, we could just ask for it. And I think this comes back to that we're so afraid of being judged. We're so afraid of what other people are going to think of us. But the fact is, I have never judged Lauren for asking me to do all those different things. Never. I, 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 rather the opposite. I look up to her because she dares to ask for those things. So my questions for you today is what, what chances or opportunities are you sitting around and waiting for? How can you stop waiting and create those opportunities by simply going out there and asking for it and keep on asking for it again and again until you get the answer you want, until you get a yes? Now to the second key, and this is probably the reason why she at the end of the day gets that yes from me. And that is because she's willing to prioritize and work hard to get what it is that she wants. She has been coming over here, helping out for so many days, doing stuff like mocking out stables, all those kind of stuff that you need to do in a stable, obviously. But she, she's, she's, she's not only here to be riding. She's, she's here to learn. She's here to, to help out with mocking out stables, mocking out the fields. She prioritized rather than when, when her parents was going for a week into the sea, rather than sleeping over with a friend, as her parents told her she should do. She said, no, no, can I sleep over at Jocelyn's place? Can I go and help her out in the stable? And she spent an entire week in here. We were mocking, cleaning out the, 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 the winter beds in the stables. Hard work. Like this, this, is, this is tough work, especially for someone that's 13 years old. But she kept like she preferred to be here helping out rather than staying over with her friends. She has been showing up early to go with me to competitions. She's been here preparing last weekend she was here on, on Saturday afternoon the whole evening to prepare for a competition the day after to get all the gear sorted to be riding that horse instead of going to her grandma's birthday parties where her whole family was but 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 she 
prioritized being here and, and, and working to, to be as prepared as possible to go to these competitions. She's been sowing grass in the fields with me the, the day we came back from that competition. Rather than going home and staying with her family, they had some, peop- some friends over. She stayed here. She helped me sow f- grass in the fields. There's so many things and decisions that she has made because she knows that this is where she's going to learn from. This is what she's going to get opportunities from. If she is here showing up for me, ultimately she's going to get opportunities from it. I'm going to start saying yes. And this is the pure reason I said yes. I lost Sunday. I brought her to a competition. I was supposed to go myself. We were supposed to go together. But at the end, I, I landed on my face as Flamovi <laughs> got my horse on my face. Um, and obviously, I'm, I'm not in a state to ride just yet. Um, but I ended up taking her to the competition. We went there before. We walked the course. I ended up just driving there and spending money on gas, spending my, my Sunday on this because this girl has helped me out so much. Because she has that drive and she really wants to do it. And that's why I am now taking from my valuable time into helping her because she has showed up and worked hard and helped me this weekend she's going to be taking care of my horses like I'm, I'm going away for a week and she's going to show her, her up here before school after school to, to, to feed the horses take care of the horses I can count on her which is also why I'm saying yes to all her questions and, and that she can count on me so what I want to, to ask you is are you truly prioritizing and showing up for the people that are there to offer you opportunities? Are you truly prioritizing what's going to catapult you forward? Are you truly prioritizing what is important to you? Are you prioritizing what is going to get you closer to your goals? I have, the, I have this question that I ask myself, it works for so many different things, but I, this question that I ask myself throughout the days and when I feel that I might be getting sidetracked, I ask myself, is what I'm doing right now getting me closer to or further away from my goals? If you can start to ask yourself that question a couple of times per day, is what I'm doing right now getting closer, getting me closer to or further away from my goals? Just be, create that awareness of what you're actually spending your time on. Is this things that are valuable? Am I valuable to the people that can create opportunities for me? Am I doing the things that are really going to make a difference? Am I doing the things that are really moving the needle towards my goals? Am I actually putting in the work to get to where I want? Or am I skipping out on the hard bits? Are you giving up too quickly? And now to the to the very last key. And of course, asking for, for opportunities and putting in the work is super important. But I believe this one, and this is something that I've really seen in Lauren, is that she feels the fear and she does it anyway. The number of time that she has told me when I, you know, when we first started talking about the special fences and then she says first, no, no, like, I don't dare to do it. And of course, I'm saying like, look, you don't have to do anything. You know, <laughs> you just take take it at the speed that you want. Do it when you feel ready for it. And she, a lot of times she says, no, uh, I don't dare to do it. I'm not going to do that today. I was like, no, that's fine. No problem. But then five minutes later, she comes back and she says, no, I'm going to do it anyway. It's the same thing when she asked to canter. She says, you asked to canter. And then when I say, okay, go for it. She said, oh, no, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure I dare to. And then you, you let her simmer with it for a couple of minutes. And then she comes back and she says, no, I'm going to do it. Because I know I will feel great afterwards. This has been, as I said, when the first time she got to canter, when she first I offered her to, to ride Queenie, my six-year-old. She's huge, right? She's a meter, like a meter 83 centimeters. And uh, 
And I offered her to ride it because Celeste was a was a little bit sensitive in her feet. We had taken her shoes off. She was a little bit sensitive in her feet. And and but still, this girl really wanted to ride. And she looked at me with those puppy eyes and and oh, I want really 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 want to ride. Uh, can I can I go riding? And and I was like, no, you really can't ride with Celeste. But <laughs> and here it comes again because she keeps on asking, right? But you can take Queenie out. Um, she looked at me and she looked at Queenie, and of course she was like, um, I I. I'm not I'm not sure I dare to ride Queenie like she's so big and she's only six and she's seen her buck and, and kick and all those kind of stuff with me but then she goes five minutes later as always like she she's, she feels that fear and then five minutes later because she comes back and said no I'm gonna give it a shot <laughs> I'm gonna try because I know I'm gonna feel great afterwards so said none she steps us on Queenie we go out for a hack I step on the four-year-old we go out for a hack and and you know it's all good and she's we, we come to the forest I said do you want to trot First, she says, oh, I'm not sure I dare to trot on Queenie. But then, you know, she comes back five minutes later. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to give it a shot. Um, ended up with us going to cross-country training. And and she just jumps, drops up and down. Again, because Celeste, her feet were sensitive. And, but again, she really wanted to go cross-country training. So she said, like, can I come with Celeste? And I said, no, you can't. Her, her feet are sore, but you can't take Queenie. And and she says, she stands there and she looks at Queenie. She looks at me. But she does it. She she really feels that fear. You can see it like in, in, her, in her face. You can see that doubt. And she oh, she's so fearful. But still, she says, no, I'm going to do it because I know I'm going to feel great afterwards. It's been the same with everything, like jumping barrels, jumping drops, going to the sea, cantering on the sea, all those kind of stuff. She feels the fear, especially after she's fallen down two times. She feels that fear and she thinks, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. But then she's like, no, I'm going to do it because I want to be able to say afterwards that I've done it. So my question to you again, what things have you said no to because you were afraid? Is there a chance that you can go back and change it? Can you go back and change that no into a yes? Now when you're realizing that actually I need to start doing the things that I'm afraid of. Can you go back and say yes to opportunities like this? And what future opportunities will you say yes to? Things that you usually say no to. What are the opportunities that you can say yes to going forward? The things that you've said no to because you were afraid at the moment. How can you recognize that actually that was just a silly fear holding me back and next time I'm actually going to say yes? Is it is it the next time that someone's going to offer you to jump a little bit higher than you usually do? Is it the next time someone's going to offer you to jump a challenging fence or, or a drop fence or a water fence? Is it the next time someone's offering you to go out for a hack or ride their horse? Whatever it is that so you feel that fear and, and in the past you've had said no, what are the things where you can say yes to in the future where you can feel that fear and do it anyway? So those were the points that I got for you. Those are the three keys that I've really seen in Lauren. And I truly, truly believe that those are the reason why she's been able to progress so quickly. It's obviously applicable to your equestrian life, but it's so applicable to anything in life. And, and personally, the, the point that I'm really taking away is, is this thing to dare to ask and never take no for an answer. I, I, I am t way too polite in this manner. And, and I think this is something that is really going to propel my progress forward. Uh, and to summarize those other points, so, so as I said, the first point here, dare to ask and never take no for an answer. Number two, be willing to prioritize and work hard to get to what you want. And number three, feel the fear and do it anyway. So I'd love to hear which of those those keys that are your favorite. Please let me know via Instagram. It's Jocelyn Liliano in one word. You'll find the link to that also in the in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you give this podcast a rating and a review. All you need to do in Apple Podcasts is to go to show. You scroll all the way down to the bottom, click on the stars and 
Take it out to comments, just a few lines telling us what you find about this podcast. Hopefully those are good things, but we're really open to feedback as well. Anything that we can do to improve. And also, if you like it, please go ahead and share it also to your friends. Tell them mouth to mouth or put it on social media. This way, more people get to discover this podcast. We can help more writers out there to make progress. And if you share this on your story, make sure that you also tag me in it. I'd love to see what value that you took from this podcast episode. And that way I can also reshare to my story. And then, as always, I'm going to finish the episode off with challenging you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you guys on the next episode. Bye.